0: Attention real estate agents who want to win more listings. Want to discover the secrets of how to create wealth and freedom by embracing the listing life without the pain of getting rejected by sellers and losing listings to more experienced agents? If so, then join me on a very special free webinar event titled, How to Beat Experienced and Egotistical Listing Agents Without Commission Cutting and Overpricing. On this training you'll discover the answers every real estate agent needs to know to instantly win more listings, including the six most widely used scripts to get a seller to sign the listing paperwork, the three success hacks to combat an agent with a huge track record of success, and the four easiest statements that instantly get sellers to pay higher commissions. These three things and so, so much more. So if you're serious about wanting to win more listings without getting rejected by sellers and losing listings to more experienced agents, register now for this special event that will show you exactly how to create wealth and freedom by embracing the listing life. Register now at hybendigital.com backslash listing or by texting the word LISTING to 444 That's LISTING to 444 And make sure to stick around for the huge, game-changing offer that you won't receive anywhere else. That's LISTING to 444 or online at hybendigital.com backslash listing. See you there. All right, Rockstar Nation, listen, we got a great guest today. I got somebody on the line who is doing what a lot of listeners, I believe, strive to do. And uh, it's kind of coming up in this market. You certainly didn't see this 10 years from ago. You didn't really ever see it in a real estate business before, but he came into the business thinking like a businessman, thinking like a business person versus thinking like an agent, right? Built a team, then uses that team, uses the income from that team to build other things and invest in other things and move on and do all kinds of cool stuff. So if you have the energy for it and you have the mindset for it, it's it's a neat way to attack real estate and to uh, get into the real estate game without being beholden to sellers and buyers calling you at all time of the night and that sort of thing. It's a, it's a different way to look at it. And I wanted to get him on the show so he could kind of expand everybody's mind on this. So without further ado, Ricky Aranda, listen, welcome to the show coming from Tucson, Arizona.
1: Uh, thank you again. I really, you know, again, it's an honor to be here on the podcast and the show. And um, again, I look forward to, you know, hopefully creating and giving good value that, that people can take away from this thing.
0: So, Ricky, why don't you kind of tell everybody about yourself so they can get to know you better?
1: Yeah, I'll give you kind of like the one- to two-minute biography. So, I had a very unconventional upbringing, um, the fact that um, from the age of 12 to 20, I lived in Guadalajara, Mexico. I followed the passion mine, which was soccer back in the day. Um, my parents, you know, they we weren't the, the wealthiest family ever, but what they taught me and what they gave me was um, – the support to follow the support to follow any passion that I have. My dad always told me that no matter what you do in life, no matter what it is, is you always are the best. If you wash dishes, you better be the best dishwasher ever. So they um, believed in me and they wanted me to follow my passion. So again, I didn't do the high school, I didn't do the college, um, so I went into the real world right away. And uh, the world of professional sports is actually a business world. What they do is they invest in you, and to one day sell you. So I got to see business at a very, very high level in Mexico from a very, very young age. Um, at the age of 20, my dad was diagnosed with um, a very rare cancer, very rare lymphoma. He's in remission now, thank God. But I actually took two years off to be with him. And then at that point, I decided I want to move on, um, just move on with my life. I don't know if it was burnout. I think I was just young and dumb. And I was under so much stress and under so much discipline for so many years. That I just want to do something else. So my identity was lost for a few years because I identified myself with. You know, I thought I was going to play soccer forever. Um, ended up, parents ended up moving to Tucson, and I told everybody I came and visited miss it and never left. I was trying to figure out what to do um, at the time, and I just kind of stumbled into real estate and just thought, you know, I need to, you know, start doing something and. Yeah. So basically I went to a Keller Williams event and I saw, you know, some guys that were real estate agents, but they built teams and exited their teams. So that made the most sense to me out of anything. And once I realized that you can do that, it totally transitioned like the way I thought about everything in real estate.
0: Yeah. You know, it's weird, you know, for the longest time, well, really in history, it's been very difficult to sell a team. There's certainly been people that have done it. I've had several people on the show that have done it. In the challenge in the past has been always that the buyers of the team have been few and far between, right? Like the, you could probably count on one hand the amount of people in Tucson, Arizona that could afford, that are agents, that can afford just to buy a team outright, right? Yeah. And outright. it's very difficult to get a bank loan against the team. If, if you do, it's going to be some buyout and the person that buys it could, you know, make it go bad or, or not have it work. As a matter of fact, I knew a guy, Tim the Baker. I forget. Uh, his name was Tim. Was it Tim Baker? I believe it was. And I think he was out of Tucson and Debbie and Joe Yost bought his team and then it went bad. So there's an example of that happening actually in your hometown. That was That was probably wow. 10 years ago. But anyways, so until now where you have this whole expansion concept that is taking off like wildfire. You didn't have that many buyers, but now suddenly people from Alaska may decide to buy a team in Arizona so that you could exit it and just sell them the team. So all of a sudden this buyer pool has been greater and we've seen some recent sales. I had Steve Murray on the on the show the other day and, um, you know, he talked about, you know, the value, how much money you can get for a team, what the multiples are and that sort of thing. So anyways, so it's neat that you saw it as an exit because a lot of people enter business as an exit and I think it's a great way to think, how can I exit the team? So, okay, so keep talking about when your mind shifted. How, How many years in the business were you as an agent selling and working with buyers and sellers before you said, you know what? Let me start a business that I can grow and then exit. Uh,
1: it was about eight months. You know, it's completely completely <laughs> honest. The, 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 the lifestyle of the individual agent, and, you know, people might agree with me or not, but it's, it's a tough one. You know, like a buddy of mine, Ty Lopez, told me, like, whoever controls your hours controls your life. And if, when you're an individual agent, unfortunately, the clients are controlling your hours. So you're controlled by them. So I always wanted to not live like that. Like I always wanted to be able, able to go on vacation and actually go on vacation instead of a lot of agents, they go on vacation and they're on their phone the whole time or checking their email. So it's like, it's, it's as if you shouldn't even have left anyways. So that was really the shift in, in my mind. And I'm just really fortunate that I saw that so soon. And then after that, it was just about trying to implement systems and learn from the best guys around the country. I spent some time with uh, Brett Tanner coaching Jeff Cohn Um, and who might, in my opinion, have some of the best businesses and systems um, that actually make money in the business and not just, you know, show that they make a bunch of gross but actually make net at the end of the day because, unfortunately, real estate, we get awarded by gross and some guys don't even make any money at the end of the day.
0: Yeah, yeah, and and actually that's where we met was at Jeff Cohn's, you know, when I was filming the Jeff Cohn uh, Certified Team Agent course, you were there learning about how to, you know, build your team out so let's talk about this. Well, let's get to some nitty gritty first, which we do on every show. First of all, like how many houses did your team sell last year?
1: So our team sold, we were five agents last year. We did 182 houses last year here in Tucson. And yeah, this year we'll, we'll, we'll be, you know, around 275, 280 um, is where we're on track to sell.
0: That's awesome. And so tell me about, like, what was your ECI on that, Ricky? Your Ego Commission Income.
1: <laughs> Ego commission income on that was about eight hundred and fifty thousand. Unfortunately, in Tucson, our average price point is around one hundred and fifty thousand here. So,
0: okay, uh, so that was that's the top line, right? The, the, the yeah. eight hundred and fifty thousand. So, what what was your net profit on that eight fifty?
1: So, I brought home forty two percent off the P and L, um, and that's through um, a lot of leverage stuff that I can get on here. Is that I have a very high um, net profit. After even stepping out because of how I try to uh, net zero all my all my overhead costs. Yeah, so say three
0: hundred thirty, three hundred forty thousand dollars net, which is good. And so, buyers or sellers, or, or how is it balanced? Your team? Uh,
1: we are a huge buyer team. <laughs> uh, just, just uh, we we have the largest sign call account in town. Uh, we're a big internet um, internet team, but the way I do it is I try. Um, I don't do. The, the big the big syndication stuff I do um, I try to get the the most amount of leads for the least amount of money because in my opinion you can find the quality through the quantity. So we're mostly buyers. I have a lot of brand new agents that have zero zero experience and I take them from you know being a server at a restaurant making thirty K to making seventy five in the first year and <laughs> and them out their time.
0: Okay. okay. So if you're not doing Zillow, truly a realtor dot com, what what are you doing to create buyer leads, especially if you don't have the listings?
1: So yeah, one thing that I did was, and this was the biggest thing that I did, and hopefully some of you can try to do this. There's, in every in every city, there's usually one or two guys that flip properties that, like for example, in, in, in Tucson, there's there's two guys that flip, they flip about 350 houses. Wow. So at any time, any, yeah, anytime, and it's just two guys, they have an amazing system. And at any time they have about, 110 signs that's like maybe you know 80 that are actually on the mls and another what is that like 25 to 30 signs that are being read. Yeah, that,
0: i mean that's a huge yeah. amount yeah they're they're going balls out on that yeah
1: so what i did was i just i partnered up with them we have like a you know basically like a private agreement that i work we work all their sign calls so we get anywhere from 5 to 15 sign calls a day that that i just created so off of that it's the equivalent i did the numbers about spending like sixteen seventeen thousand dollars on zillow and you okay, know,
0: so, so let me get this straight so they put up like a Fsbo sign right They're, their own company abc flippings company right
1: yeah so they have their own signs out it's actually not my name and they have a google voice number um, that actually just directly rings uh, we have a phone in the office it's another an iphone I, we call it the money phone because every time it rings it's just dollars and that phone is strictly all the sign calls that one agent is answering those. Okay. So if they're
0: fizz this house, then how do you get paid a commission on that?
1: No, no, no. They, okay. So, so they're actually listed on the market for, with them. Like they put it on the market. The only difference is, is that we work all their sign call business. So it creates,
0: so they're co oping. they're paying a co-op commission.
1: Correct. But we're, uh, we're, we're, we're getting not, to keep all the buyers off of it.
0: And you're not, you you don't get any listing commission so they're paying half a commission basically
1: no so we're not getting so we don't actually list their houses the reason why I did yeah. the uh, agreement but is paid just paid you, you get paid Correct,
0: if you sell you get paid okay yeah
1: we bring a lot of buyers to their properties but we get we get like over 200, 200 buyer high high quality buyer calls every month off of it
0: and how do you, how do they ensure that you're not automatically taking their buyers that could potentially buy that house and trying to flip them to something else in the MLS uh,
1: well they don't and, they, and to be completely honest they, they don't care uh, they don't they don't care about that because we most of the time they're not buying their, they're not going to buy their property anyways they're going to go see it we're going to meet them there get, get them prequalified and then they're going to end up buying something else it's just i'm a big I'm a big believer that that it's, it's I'm a relationships guy and if you build those key relationships anything in life you can you know, they have trust in me. And, but to be completely honest, they don't care because they're, they're, we're low inventory here. So they're selling anyways.
0: Yeah. And at the end of the day, even if you did list the house officially and put it into MLS forum, you could do that too. And and matter of fact, most agents do do that. So, you know, I guess it's, it's no different, you know, Um, most agents, you know, are, are getting paid by the seller, whether it sells or not. I mean, whether they bring a buyer or not and they're, taking the leads and flipping them to the other things. So it's, you know, that's just the way it is. So, okay, this is great. Now is that where the majority of your buyer leads are coming from? is that the, the heart and soul of your business?
1: Yeah, because it's so different than you get an internet lead that's forced registered on Boomtown, for example, than somebody actually calling you. So these are high, these are high conversion, uh, way higher, you know, internet, everybody says they're at 3%, which is total BS. I know that because, most people are not even close to there we're not even there and we have what, what do you
0: mean 3% what
1: what 3% conversion is basically like is is conversion oh. great off, off internet leads everybody says oh yeah i'm at 3% but to be realistic like 95% of real estate agents or teams don't even track you know their stuff is what yeah. i've seen
0: right yeah they just say that yeah it's yeah. like when i it's like when i say what's your profit margin and they say 50% because you,
1: say you that? know
0: <laughs> All right, cool. So, so let's talk about this. So, what systems have you put in place that you learned from Jeff Cohn and other people around the country to help you you get paid from buyer leads like this on a large basis? And bear in mind, you're not using, you know, a Boomtown or a Commissions Inc. or something like that. So, you're kind of doing it, you know, on a, on a more of an organic scale. So, give us. Can you give us some? companies that you're using and some systems that you're using
1: oh so so we we, we do use boomtown as our CRM um, we put everything in the boomtown you know companies off of just vendors what we're using for our systems okay so basically boomtown is our biggest one uh, we're, we're with KW so we use you know dot loop for all that but that's that's really the two but biggest yeah. things yeah yeah I, mean, I keep it really simple I want my overhead as lo- as low as possible because that's what you know, increases my profit margin. And that's what I'm uh, about. Absolutely.
0: And then what about systems? Like I know with Jeff has the calling day where they have to sit in a booth yeah. for 12 hours and take leads, any leads that come in, uh, what sort of systems do you have in place like that?
1: So we do something really similar to, to and I, I really liked about that. Uh, what Jeff does is he just has one person. So we do the same thing. So basically seven days a week, we have somebody in the office from, from nine to six, um, and they're coming in and they're working all the internet leads that come in and they're working the, what we call the money phone. And then what they're doing is they're trying to get as many people pre-qualified as possible, get them in into Boomtown, and then they just follow up. So that's basically our system as far as getting everybody their leads. And it's just having that one person that's concentrated on the leads that's doing that ferocious follow-up that day rather than what a lot of teams do. And I did this in the past. I'm not trying to you know, point fingers because I did it myself. They have Brown Robin going to everybody. But nobody's really working leads that well.
0: Yeah, because certainly a ton of teams do the round robin, right? One yeah, lead yeah. to Mary, one lead to Frank, okay. one lead to Bill. And then they become entitled to said leads, where if you're thinking, hey, I'm only getting leads three days a month or one day a month. In Jeff's case, you're going to treat those leads like gold.
1: Yeah, you have oh. got to have focus energy on it. And the round robin, you just don't. I, I did it. It's a waste of money.
0: Wow. A waste of money. You hear, heard it here, guys. Okay, cool. So what other things are you training them? Like, How are you creating yeah, yeah. Like, success with them?
1: Yeah. So for example, for me, I like. there's times that like weeks go by. I don't even go to the office. I'm, I'm traveling. I'm doing other things. So I wanted to set it up that it's 100% self-efficient. So mm-hmm. our systems that we have is so we have two admin. I know everybody says you need like all these admin. Here's the honest truth. Admin will like they're fixed costs. So you want to have talented admin that can handle a lot of business, which is what I've seen, rather than having a bunch of admin that you're paying, you know, twenty five hundred to four grand a month that if you have a bad month, you're still forking that out. So I I have two admin. I have one admin that does all the paperwork. Um, my agents don't even write up the initial contract um, at all. They, they, We e-sign everything, so her name's Rachel, she's one of the most talented people I've ever met. She was actually the first agent that came on my team three years ago, and then transitioned into our transaction coordinator. So she handles all the paperwork, like everything, all, all the front end and the back end paperwork for the agents. And then we have an operations partner that once the agents go in, into escrow, they pass it off to her, and her job is to take it from inspection to close. So, My whole system to getting agents and keeping them, like I have agents on the team that do three, four deals a month, but here's the thing, they're not burning out and hating their lives and wanting to literally hang themselves because they are not dealing with all the calls from the inspection period to go. I focus on 80-20, like everything's 80-20, and the problem is in real estate is a lot of these agents are focusing on the 80% of busy business that they're not getting anything done. There's two ways to make money in real estate. It's Acquisitions of clients and going on appointments and taking them. Everything else should be delegated. And if you're not doing that, I think it's a total waste of time. And you're going to burn your agents out. They're going to leave the team. It's, it's Acquisitions
0: simple. of clients and going on appointments.
1: Yeah. That's it. So yeah, everything, every, else is
0: everything else is BS, right? Uh-huh. Going to settlement, going to a home inspection, you know, writing a contract. You're saying, hey, nope. It's not business-like, right? These two things focus on these two things, eighty percent of the time, or or, you know, and that's how you blow it up.
1: Yep, yeah. So that's our system. Our system's leverage. We're We're the most leveraged team. It's it's just I believe leverage is the key to everything. Because if you make all this money and you can't enjoy it or do anything, it's it's pointless.
0: Sam Monreal has over 200 agents that he sifts through leads for every day at his company, Rockerbox. Dale Archdeacon coaches agents how to sift through leads on their team. Both are industry experts at incoming leads and outbound leads. Nobody is talking more about this subject than these two guys. They have given me the form That all their people, all their coaches, in Sam's case, all his sifters, use to qualify potential seller prospects and to turn them into listing appointments. I'm going to give this form to you for free, just as a benefit of being a listener of Real Estate Rockstars. To get a free copy of this form, text script, that's S-C-R-I-P-T. To 444-999. That's script. To four 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 nine nine nine. So I want to come on your team. I'm a brand new. I'm a waiter. I dropped out of college, sophomore year, failed out, University of Tucson, but I've got the gift of Gabs. You bring me on, never made more than 35 G's in my life. What sort of split do I get? What do you, how do you set me up to you know, make 75 grand?
1: Yeah, so basically how it works is, um, we're, I don't even go over this. This would be good that I'm going over. So to completely exit the business, I needed to create something for these new people coming on that we actually train them and get them going rather than just bring on a bunch of people and then they're just exiting the door as you're, as they're coming in. So what I did is I took my top three people and um, I wanted to figure out how to create another opportunity for them. Because again, people leave your team for two reasons. They don't feel respected or, you know, um, honored getting recognition or money. So True. there's a feeling that a lot of these teams hit that you're going to be an agent forever. Guess what? My goal is for none of my agents in 10 years to be selling real estate. That, that is my, wow. goal. I want them Yeah. So basically in order to do that, there needs to be other horizontal streams of income, which I'm a big believer in. So what I do is any new agent coming on the team. So Pat, let's say you're you're coming on the team. Well, your split is 45% net to you, 55 to the team. What I do is I take 55, percent out of that, and I give it to the pod leader for training them and coaching them. So essentially these pod leaders have five people underneath them, making 5% of the gross of what that agent produces. It does two things. It gives them a reason to actually train them correctly to get in production. And then it's a way to make an extra 10 to 20 K a year. And what I tell everybody is, it's not that you're gonna get rich off of this residual income. But if you think about it, 20k is is its down payment for an investment property. So if they buy one investment property for the next ten years, they can be financially free. So that's my main goal is to get everybody financially free. Not try to be like, what's the latest tactic to get a, another you know listing or buyer. They need to be thinking exit, enjoy life.
0: Wow, yeah, I love that. And they, these these leaders, right? Like, how many do you have? Is it just one? And and I have, how many I agents? They-
1: yeah, so I have three right now. And all of them have like, one has four, one has five, one has four. So it's just, um, and then we have, you know, we have people that just, that, that leave, that just, you know, the the business is not right for them. I mean, not everybody is perfect. You
0: know, at the end of the day, yeah. Especially if you're, you know, leaders, quad leaders or whatever you call them are doing their jobs. Like, like if your quad leader is doing their job and, Effectively going into your system, whether whether it's Boomtown or or anything else, and and keeping them accountable. What happened to this one? What happened to this one? What happened to this one? It's a good thing if people quit because it means they're actually you know doing their job. If people stay with you that suck, it's because yeah. their quad leader is doing a bad job of of keeping them accountable.
1: Yeah, and we're we're guilty of that. I'm guilty of that. You know, I'm I'm sometimes just too nice of a guy, and I think we just like want to give these people more of an opportunity. But the problem is, is they just become like energy suckers. They're like, they just suck your team energy dry. And then I made that mistake too many times. And now we just had a meeting yesterday. And we're like, look, if these people are just not showing that they're committed, like, let's just get rid of them. Because we're just at a point that, you know, we just want people that want to work hard. Actually, not even work hard, work smart. There's so many people in this industry that are just working hard and hard, but they don't make any money because they're focusing on that 80% busy work. So they are working hard. I, I'll give them that. But if you don't work smart, that, that, that's the difference to me. It's working smart. And working smart is working through leverage through other people.
0: So basically, you're telling them, hey, you sell a certain amount of houses, you meet these certain benchmarks, I'll make you a quad leader. And what that means for you is you can get an, a horizontal stream of income off of off of the other people. You can start making overrides, uh, which is what they do in the mortgage business. I got a buddy that's, you know, always been a, in the mortgage business and every every higher position he had in management, you know, his overrides increased. Like, you know, at first, he, you know, he managed five loan officers and he got 5%. Then he, next thing you know, he's managing 20. Then he's managing 40. You know what I mean? And, yeah. and they're getting yeah. overrides off of that.
1: Yeah, you got to give them opportunities. If not, especially your talented people, like, Like, you know, I have people that leave, you know, there's this, you want them to go, they end up leaving, but it's always the people that don't produce. But the thing is, when you have people that are producing leave, like that's a big issue. So the people that produce, you want to take such good care of them. I mean, like, I try to take them on, you know, trips. Um, Even when I'm traveling, I'm always texting them, like, hey, you're doing an awesome job. Like, you always want to be connected and building that rapport with them. Because like for a team leader that steps out, or what I see a lot of times is these team leaders think they're on a pedestal and think they're better than everybody. And then they're going to leave. You know, people people want recognition. They want to feel that you care. And a lot of, like, the biggest joke in real estate is, like, I see all these guys with the biggest egos. And at the end of the day, um, you know, it just, it just bites them in the ass. And, like, the default should be you respect everybody and treat everybody good until they disrespect it, right? But – most people are taking it the other way. They disrespect everybody until they're respected because they're insecure or have an ego. And unfortunately, real estate is like the most egotistical industry I've seen. And if you take the opposite approach, people respect you for that. And that's, that's what I believe in and what I do
0: yeah I love it. I love it i believe i i'm I'm with you on that belief so okay, so let me talk about uh you know your transition so you built this thing up. How many hours a week are you spending on the uh you know the Ricky team
1: uh I would say an hour an hour a week
0: one hour a week if that is that, if is that like you just popping in just
1: yeah just I'll do a team meeting. I did a team meeting yesterday for thirty minutes and then um like, I text, I text the agents every day, so I guess you can say more than that. But as far as actually working in the business, it's less than an hour. That was my goal. My goal is not to be, like, seen everywhere. I, I named my team Empria. Like, everybody asked them what that means. And, and to be completely honest, I wanted a word that Google didn't recognize because everything's going to Internet. So I called it Empria and because I didn't want to be the Ricky Aranda team because I didn't want to revolve myself at all I wanted I've always wanted to exit and to have people want to come work for an entity rather than working under Ricky Aranda and and like you know they don't want to work for Ricky Aranda yeah, they just want well, to work that's
0: great and then you don't got to be worried about wreck being recognized in the in the Costco or something like that right cuz you got this Empria. and I, yeah. I love that. I love that. My uh,
1: real estate team is is uh, my my first real estate coach, Brett Tanner, out of Phoenix. He's a KW guy as an amazing team. He's an amazing, just business person, and he lives a great life. So that's what I really respect: people that are actually living the lives that they want to live instead of just showing this like fake facade. So what he said is, you'll never be wealthy selling real estate. It's what you do with the money that will create wealth, and. Yeah. And, and, and that's what I try to tell these agents coming on I say look you can sell hundreds of thousands I mean I, I know agents here that I've sold millions that literally have nothing and they'll be selling oh, yeah. real estate. It happens all the
0: time because the more you make yeah. the more you spend generally in you know 95 percent of the population that's how they roll in America at least you know
1: well that's why I tell the agents there's actually a law and it's the, the number one law that, that I had to master myself because I had really bad spending habits it's called Parkinson's law and what Parkinson's law says is that if you make 50,000, and your expenses are fifty thousand. But then the next year you make a hundred, shouldn't your expenses stay at fifty percent? But if you don't get the law under control, your expenses go up to a hundred, if then you make two hundred. So you're always on this treadmill and nobody's actually getting anywhere financially free. So I, I try to shift their mindset to be thinking in terms of, okay, I made 10K this month. How much am I putting away into an account that I'm not going to touch until I can buy assets? Because you want to buy as many assets. Plus, we're in real estate. We see the best deals. We should be buying those deals ourselves. Yeah. And
0: okay. So, tell me how you made that transition. How, what, tell me about the first place you bought and then how you buy places now, you know, what you're doing now with the money that you're making from the
1: team. So, yeah. So, I have three rentals here in Tucson all by the, the U of A. Um, usually, what I do is um, there'll be you know past clients of mine that I sold to that just want to like you know, sell, get out, get into something else. So um, I'll just I'll just buy those places. What I'm really focused on right now is is doing bigger deals, like doing kind of more private equity deals that we raise money and go into you know different businesses like right now I'm working on stuff and you know in medical marijuana is a, is a big one right now that I'm, that I'm hitting hard pharmaceuticals um that i'm looking to um, go into so it's just partnering up with with the best guys in those fields and it's just through networking I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a big believer in networking i try to travel three to four times a week to network with different people and find opportunities. Three to
0: four times a week or month
1: a uh, week yeah
0: um. Okay. And and um. All right. So you're just you. You're an investor at this yeah. point. You're investing in houses. You're investing in weed stores. You're investing in di- different things. And I understand that. I've very similar path. Okay. So tell me about this deal that you struck, where you didn't get paid cash, but you get paid uh t- to fly in private jets uh, whenever you want. Tell me how that 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 was fascinating.
1: Yeah. So um, I travel private. Like you know it, it's. And once you know, I traveled commercial forever, and I've always had it um, on my goal, on my on my bucket list, goal sheet. I always said that I want to either travel private or own own a plane. And um, I was able to put a deal together. And since I, you know, I don't didn't have a certain license, and um, I wasn't able to legally actually get paid. So what they did was um, they they got a private jet membership for me, and now I'm able to utilize that and travel, you know, three to four times a week on. Like last week, for example, I went on. I took a buddy just for a day to do some networking. We went in a, you know, a thirty million dollar jet, fastest jet in the world, and it's just, I, you know, it's crazy. So, so
0: okay, so wait a minute. Let me get this straight. So basically, you, you made an introduction, and correct, for on a real estate deal where if you had been licensed in that state, you could have gotten a commission. But instead, the person said, "Hey, I'm not." you know, since you're not licensed, I'm going to pay you in a private jet membership.
1: Yeah. So actually it was a different industry. That's why on the real estate, I could have got it. They could have paid me a commission legally. Yeah.
0: They could have given you a referral fee. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I would have taken it, but uh, on this particular, it was a different industry. They couldn't pay me legally. So what I did was obviously I took the private jet membership and the cool thing about it was, is that introduction came from my real estate team. Everybody, basically everybody in my network now, I met through some degree from from doing real estate, which is just it's amazing and, and crazy at the same time for me that I got I became an agent and now the the life that I'm living.
0: Yeah, that's awesome, dude. And how old are you? I just turned thirty. All right, happy birthday!
1: Thank you, thank you, appreciate that.
0: Well, this is awesome. So, what what is something from your like systems that you guys use uh, to oversee your agents or something in your team systems that you could offer the rockstar listeners that if if they go to our website, they could download it for free.
1: Well, yeah, what I can give you is I can give basically, um, I'll upload like our operations, basically like a a sheet of basically how everything works on as far as what the agent does and passes off the deal when they come on the team. You know, I, I, I'll be very happy to share that and basically like what our operations managers do as well. So you can That go would to be
0: that. awesome. Uh, that'd be yeah. awesome. So uh, here's what you need to do. Just go to hybindigital.com backslash, and I'm not going to call it Ricky because we're going to, you know, let this sink in that he is branding a name uh, of a company, which is similar to what I'm doing with Rebus University. That's why I didn't call it Hybin University. Is it Emprio? Spell it.
1: Yeah, E M P. P-R E A. It's just pronounced Empria. It can mean whatever anybody wants. E m
0: p r e a. Empria. So go to hybindigital.com back to us, Empria. And we will uh, put all of Ricky's information, his contact information, everything that we talked about today on there, and we'll put a download to uh, these two documents that he's going to send over. So, Ricky, listen, this has been awesome, dude. Thanks so much for coming on. Uh, definitely let's uh, – Get together and take your private jet for a ride sometime and break
1: some bread. I'd love to. I would love to.
0: Thank you for listening to real estate rock stars. Please be sure to leave us a five-star review wherever you're listening. All five-star reviews help us get better and better guests for your listening pleasure. And if you have a great review, I'll read it on the show. We're so proud of this show now with over a million downloads in 79 countries around the world. Also, don't forget to buy my book if you haven't already. Six Steps to Seven Figures, a real estate agent's guide to building wealth and creating your destiny. With an intro by Gary Keller. Sold everywhere online books are sold. You can always go to pathyben.com. And find out about all things Pat Hyben. And don't forget to follow me on social media. All you got to do is type in my name. I'm everywhere. And easy to find. I hope to meet face to face someday. But in the meantime, let's meet on social media. Thanks again for listening and keep rocking.